Sponsorship of the KQED live audio stream comes from Xfinity Mobile, featuring customized wireless plans. Customers can choose unlimited, buy the gig, shared data, or a mix of both and switch it up anytime. Learn more at XfinityMobile.com. Hello, my name is Ebony Thomas, and I am the author of The Secret Language of Sleep, a couple's guide to the 39 positions. An enhanced version of this podcast is available at www.kqed.org slash writer's block. In that version, illustrations from my book will appear throughout the reading. If you are listening with a video iPod, you will be able to see these as album art. If not, you can view the illustrations in iTunes. So before I dig in, I just wanted to give you a little bit of background about the book. Um, This all came out of a great deal of research, um, in-depth interviews with a a lovely group of willing test subjects with a over-the-bed ceiling-mounted camera, um, and even quite a bit of personal trial and error and um, experimentation. And after all of this data was gathered, I um, was able to develop the theory that there is a direct correlation between a couple's sleeping position and that couple's hopes, their dreams, their personalities, uh, their favorite style of argument, even um, the apparatus that they most enjoy at the gym. And there are also career paths can be um, a great part of your sleeping pose. There are um, forest rangers have a sleeping pose that's completely different say, uh, from, say, the pose of a criminologist. Um, so even health issues, TMJ, IBS, some of the lesser STDs have all been linked to very specific sleeping positions. So um, to get the most out of this book, um, what you need to do is identify your pose. And there have um, been illustrations created by the amazing Amelia Bauer for each one of the poses. And they're very recognizable right away. So if you flip open the book, you should be able to identify yourself within moments. And then you are poised to unleash the power of your pose. And that means that you can finally start making truly informed decisions about life's great and thorny issues, um, which stock to invest in, which baby to adopt. All of these things become perfectly clear once you know your pose. Besides personal empowerment, there are a number of other ways you can use this book. For instance, long-term couples um, may discover that their pose has lost effectiveness over time. And definitely a big life change like... uh, bankruptcy, depression, feminism, all of these things can suddenly cause a once potent pose to lose its power. So I really recommend that couples set aside a few weeks every year to um, explore some possibilities, some new poses. Um, It can be really uh, a nice way to, some people describe it as actually feeling like you're sleeping with someone new. And again, if, um, if you are suffering from those kinds of urges, it can really head things off at the pass. Maybe it's possible that you are just one of the very, very select poses that requires a very specific sort of skill set in a partner. Or perhaps you've just been forcing yourself into the wrong pose. But any one of these things can cause you to have struggled in the coupling department. And finally, there is um, you can use this book in reverse. So if you have some qualities that you would like to promote in your life, whether it's a more active fantasy life or firmer thighs, Um, You can find the pose that most promotes those within you and then just spend a few weeks or months and um, start turning your life around and just watch as your life transforms. So um, today, just to give you an idea of the many possibilities, I'm going to read to you my six favorite poses, starting with classic spoons. 
And this is a good place to start because we've all experimented with this at one time or another. Maybe for you it was back in high school, but we all are at least familiar with how this one works. So, classic spoons. Simple, romantic, tried, and true. Spoons, or spooning, is easily the, is easily the most well-known of the positions. Cynics attribute its popularity to the position's mind-numbing simplicity. But those who dismiss classic spoons as too easy or overly quaint simply are not doing it right. On the surface, the pose is deceptively simple. Couples lie on their sides, stomach pressed against back. Less tangible and far more difficult to master is the shared feeling of warmth and contentment that comes from a successful spooning. Done correctly, a true spoon can elevate a couple's collective temperature to over 100 degrees and cause their mouths to fill with an unexplained sweetness. And some people have described this as very similar to the taste of toffee, the 70s candy. This level of spooning is rare. Only one couple in a hundred can achieve it, and it has absolutely nothing to do with practice. A couple exploring their first night together is as capable of performing champion-caliber spoons as a couple celebrating their ivory anniversary. Unlike the more strictly defined positions, fireman's carry, for instance, ventric, and so on, leg and arm placement in the classic spoons is wide open to interpretation. As a result, spoon configurations vary tremendously from region to region or even house to house. A couple could spend an entire lifetime exploring all of spoons' possibilities, and indeed many do. Now, on the entirely other end of the spectrum is a pose called the cliffhanger, and that's with both parties on the extreme edges of the bed. And this is for the sort of couple that can't stand to have even a pinky brushing against their thigh in the night. And they're not, they're, they're not um, bad people. They just, and they are capable of human touch. They just, when it comes to sleeping, things have to be separate. So the cliffhanger. Couples who prefer their eggs not to touch the syrup of their pancakes or who like to keep their needs separated from their wants should already be well familiar with the cliffhanger. On the surface, the cliffhanger might seem like an angry pose, the aftermath of a heated argument or years of misunderstanding. And certainly it's the favorite position of couples that are polar opposites in almost every way. Politics, temperament, entertainment tastes, fashion... You can imagine like Schwarzenegger and Shriver, uh, also um, more recently Jesse James and Sandra Bullock. That's a good potential cliffhanger. I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't confirmed that, but from the surface, I would say cliffhanger all the way. Um, yet even though the bodies of a cliffhanger couple are as far apart as the bed allows, their minds are united regarding the supremacy of personal comfort. Both agree that when it comes to getting a good night's sleep, the sides of the bed are its most prime real estate. And both are practical enough to recognize that the only way for everyone to get the best of the bed is to split up. This kind of practicality is rare, and while outsiders may puzzle over how and why such publicly different people stay together, cliffhangers know how precious their one shared trait truly is. As a result, when two cliffhangers unite, they tend to stick together for the long haul, except, of course, when it comes to bedtime. And a lot of people ask me, what happens if, like, a a separate couple like the cliffhanger, which is the archetype of the couples that can't, people that can't sleep touching. What happens when a separate sleeper like that falls for, say, a spoons sort of sleeper? Is it a deal breaker? In many cases, I just say, yeah, walk away. But if you're willing to put in the hours and effort, there is a pose for you, a pose of compromise, and it's called the tetherball. 
Couples who come from two different sleeping backgrounds, for example, a solitary sleeper and a full contact sleeper, may at first have trouble finding their perfect symbiotic pose. Conflict, hurt feelings, and guilt can arise when the person who feels suffocated by a bedtime embrace seems to push away the one who sleeps best only when held close in a partner's tight grip. Some might consider such a drastic difference in sleeping preference to be a relationship hurdle. But thanks to the tetherball position, it doesn't have to be. Tetherball pose allows its pole a free range of movement. Meanwhile, ball's tight self-embrace supplies the desired crowded closeness while the supportive gesture of the pole's arm infuses the position with the necessary spirit of connection. Note that the tetherball only works when it's agreed to mutually, after much discussion. Without clear understanding of how the compromise was reached, the generous accommodations the pose represents can be misinterpreted as encroachment. Start the conversation by expressing your original sleeping desire. Video footage of a typical night together can sometimes help you articulate your complaints. Only after you both thoroughly understand each other's desires can you begin the slow hunt for the middle ground that is the tetherball. And the next pose I would like to share with you is Big C, Little C. The Big C, Little C position features both parties lying on their sides, back nested against front. What distinguishes this pose is its anywhere, anytime attitude, which is what makes this the preferred pose of couples who enjoy spending their free time in the great outdoors. The simple grace of the large C, little C shape is readily accessible even to couples separated in two individual sleeping bags. The sturdiness of the pose prevents rolling, which can be a factor for couples sleeping in tents pitched on a grade. And because it's so well-suited for camping, in fact is synonymous with tent living for many couples, Big C, Little C can bring a welcome sense of wilderness adventure into the comfort, safety, and softness of your own bed. To enhance the sensation of the outdoors brought indoors, try smoking your pillowcase over a wood-burning grill to capture the essence of a campfire. A handful of sand sprinkled between the sheets and a once-per-week showering schedule recreates the rugged grittiness of roughing it while a sounds of the forest CD playing softly on the bedside stereo provides the finishing touch. And then Pinching Koala and Trees, our next pose, and uh, some people actually refer to this as the John and Yoko. When the Pinching Koala is implemented correctly, the dreams of both koala and tree intermingle. If the tree dreams of a well-laid table, the koala dreams of a roast turkey ready for carving. If the koala dreams of a ladder made of ice, the tree dreams of a polar bear in need of ascension. The key to a successful pinching koala and tree is absolute symbiosis, the kind only found through mutually modulated breathing. Done correctly, the pose leaves its couple feeling like two parts of the same circle, and now that they've found each other, everything rolls smoothly. One person's distaste for doing the dishes is made up for by the other's love of warm, sudsy water. Rat catchers unite with trap makers, and foot fetishists mate with a willing set of perfectly formed toes. The harmony that comes from this kind of match would be annoying if it weren't so inspirational, which is why pinching koalas and trees are often surrounded by fleets of friends and would-be friends. And on the rare occasion such a couple does dissolve, everyone feels the loss. And I'm going to end with my personal favorite. It's Dormimos. And if you imagine the upside-down exclamation point in Espanol, that should help guide you as you visualize this pose. And also its translation is, we sleep! Have you ever had a close friend who claims to be in a relationship 
and yet somehow you never meet this person? For years, your friend shows up at every major event, unescorted, always making sure to mention the same steady mate, happily waiting at home? This snuffleupagus syndrome is typical of a dormimos couple, and it represents a rare and surprisingly winning combination of social butterfly and homebody. Those of you lucky enough to find yourself in such a pairing may struggle at first to find a sleeping position that fits your very different temperaments. Start by spending some time experimenting. After you both have had a turn at left up, right down, left down, and right up, it's time to sit down and discuss your preferences. If you reach an impasse, consider hiring a specialized bedroom ombudsperson to help you negotiate your terms. And if the bickering ever gets truly overwhelming, console yourself with the thought that any couple who masters dormimos has the mettle to weather almost any disagreement or sexual dysfunction. And um, that, I think, really embodies what this book is all about. It's giving you the tools to find your pose and get the most out of your pose, but also to get the most out of your relationship and even life. And if you um, haven't already identified your pose and discovered its many ins and outs, I really do encourage you to read up on the matter. Um, Because once you do, I think you'll find that you'll wonder how it is that you stayed in the dark for so long. Thank you. To subscribe to the Writer's Block and hear more stories, visit www.kqed.org slash writersblock. The Writer's Block is produced by KQED. (laughs) 